This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the weekly Unpacking It Facebook Live podcast, where we unpack the very latest in sports, faith, and life. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from his mouth to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast, presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson with Luke and Henry. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with the Unpacking It community of sports fans. Thanks, everybody, listening on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter, LinkedIn, everybody that listens later on the podcast, everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, like, comment, engage with the show. We greatly appreciate your support. It is Thanksgiving week, so today on the show, we will talk Thanksgiving during the Unpack This segment. We will discuss what we are thankful for in sports. We will discuss our favorite Thanksgiving food. It's that time of year. It's fun. It's fun to talk about, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have, have a blast with that, and, and you can leave your comments as well. Uh, toward the end of the show, we will do tap drill. We will also share the... MetaShare moment of the week. And so it's uh, NFL-related, running back-related. And lots of takeaways from the games in the NFL over the weekend. Wow. Last night's game was incredible with the Chargers and the Steelers. Want to talk about that. Of course, my Panthers let us down, and Luke's Cowboys let him down. Uh, But, man, this playoff picture is just so wide open, and it makes it so much fun week in, week out. Teams that you, you think are, are done start to crawl back in, like the Vikings, and, and teams that you know we were confident in. The Packers, they lose. Aaron Rodgers banged up. How serious is that? How, how, what do we make of, of their loss yesterday? So we will we'll talk NFL a, a bunch today. Uh, but before we jump in, uh, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MetaShare. My wife and I, we've been thankful to, to be MediShare members for over five years. And MediShare has provided us with affordable and effective uh, health care. And so we want to share this with you and let you know that it's an option. And, and so I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's thinking about it. And so I'm just, I just want you guys to know, as listeners, a part of Unpacking It. And, and so we're grateful that, that MediShare is partnering with unpacking it. And so it's an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. And, and so you can become a member of the, the MediShare community. Go to MediShare.com slash unpacking it. MediShare.com slash unpacking it. All right, Luke, it's Thanksgiving week. How are you doing? And what do you have planned for the week, especially on Thursday, your Cowboys play on Thursday. So you got to work it around that, I'm sure. Well, yeah, certainly. So it's it's no question the TV's on. 
The TV is always on. We start the mornings with a little Thanksgiving parade. Get that, get that going. The, the people trickle down. You got the early birds like my grandma and my aunt. They're always the early birds down. They're talking with the parade on in the background. And then so the Everybody's late... together. You're all staying in one house. So historically, yes. Uh, smaller smaller family. Uh, actually, this year we're with uh, Madeline's side of the family. So uh, I may have to be a little more active in making sure the, the TV's on. I, I don't, uh, there's a lot of control variables that I'm unsure Ooh. about this year. So uh, I may need to um, to be more actively involved in that. But historically, uh, no question the Cowboys game is on. It's hit or miss whether we're really engaged in watching the Lions. Uh, but certainly the meal is wrapped up and it's all about eating desserts and watching the Cowboys. So uh, so that's that's typically it. how it's gone for us. But what, what about you? Yeah, so it's, it's way different now with two little daughters and, and – both Jody, her family's in town, mine's in town. So we're, we actually were celebrating on this past Saturday with my family. So, uh, but we, we, we skipped the Thanksgiving dinner and, and did a delicious, uh, chicken chili soup. So that, that got the, that got the week started. And so amazing. no Thanksgiving, no typical Thanksgiving foods. No, we did not do it this past Saturday. So yeah, it's so kind of a, a unique that's start the first time the, for you. The Thanksgiving week. That's right. Wow. So last year, when we did Thanksgiving at my parents' house, the turkey did not turn out. It mm. was an absolute disaster. It, it's now been known as 15 more minutes. Ooh. Just 15 more minutes. Yeah, just give <laughs> us 15 more minutes. Six hours later, the turkey was, still wasn't ready. Yikes. And so we waited all day long. It was, it was one of those situations where you're like, what do – Oh, well, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the back. Well, we're going to, we're about to eat. We're about to eat. Oh. Six hours later. Oh, we're about to eat. Are we ever going to eat? So we've basically canceled Johnson Thanksgiving for the foreseeable future. And, uh, it's we, all about the so chicken we, chili soup. Now we nailed the soup. So we're good to go on soup, apple crisp. We were all set. Um, so, so anyway, so we will uh, we'll have a fun, fun week. We'll, we'll go out of town for one day to see Jody's family. So, uh, so it should be great. But what is your favorite Thanksgiving item? What do, what, what, do, what do you what's your you make sure you're you're leaving Thursday with this. You got to hmm. take this. You got to have seconds of it. What do you got? Yeah. So I'll start broad and then we'll go narrow. So generally speaking, my palate is more uh, more excited about savory foods than sweet foods. OK, like I'll, I, I'll devour I'll devour some desserts. But typically I'm a more savory guy like for, for breakfast. I'd rather have an omelet over a cinnamon roll or breakfast mm. tacos. So for Thanksgiving foods, it's the same thing. I'm not really looking forward to, oh, my gosh, it's pumpkin and pecan pie. I'm thinking, give me the green bean casserole. Mm. Automatic, yes. Give me all of the dressing and the stuffing that is available. And those three items are fully satisfying my stomach. And then add on, maybe there's some good turkey, maybe some good ham, I'm definitely going to have some desserts, but the big three, green bean casserole, dressing, and stuffing, if those dressing are there. and stuffing, so you oh, do yeah. both. Definitely, definitely both. You, that's usually an either or, I've found. It's, so it's a both okay. and. It's a both okay. and for, for that's us. nice. I, I lean more stuffing. I'm more of a stuffing guy. And I, I'll, I'll throw in a, a fourth option, corn casserole. Yes, number one. Corn there casserole. So 
I feel like it, I feel like a, a a stud this year. That's what Madeline and I are bringing. We're making Ooh. the corn casserole this year. So Big one, it just makes me feel like an adult. I'm actually providing one of the foods this year, whereas typically I just show up Step and eat. game up. Yeah, Step game yeah. up. Let's and go. it's and I have the honor of 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 making corn casserole. So uh, so that's a big step for me this year. I'm, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. And that is a, a wonderful dish. Always one of my favorites. But, but my number one is sweet potato casserole. Mm. And Jody has actually taken that on. My grandma used to do it, and now Jody does it. And it is yep. fantastic. The you know pecan crumble on mm-hmm. top. So I do lean toward the sweet, even though I, I probably would say I'm more of a savory guy, salty guy. But when it comes to Thanksgiving – the sweet potato, because it's kind of a combination. You get the salt, you get the sweet. It, you do. You pretend like it's healthy. Sweet potatoes are somewhat healthier. You allegedly. go the marshmallows on top? No marshmallows. No marshmallows. That, not this recipe. I'm fine with that that version of sweet yeah. potato casserole, but our go-to one, uh, more along the brown sugar pecan strategy. Gotcha. gotcha. So I, I look forward to that one. Um, and then when it comes to dessert, I'm all in on apple pie, pumpkin pie, and pecan pie. Yeah. All three, a little bit, a little bit of, of each. So I don't yeah. like when you in one or the other, you know, those aren't there. I'm bummed. I'm also like strictly, I like traditional Thanksgiving desserts. Don't give me like a chocolate. I don't think chocolate is a thanks in my mind is a traditional hmm. Thanksgiving dessert. So I don't want to see the chocolate. I've been eating you know, Halloween candy. We're all set with that. That's right. We don't need the chocolate at Thanksgiving. What do you, so are you, so you're pro Thanksgiving foods then? Are you? Yes. Okay. So you, because every Thanksgiving, it's the classic people come out after being silent on social media all year, and they'll come out of nowhere and just try to rip Thanksgiving foods to shreds. And one of the arguments is, if it's so good, why don't you have it year round? Well, hey, I'm more than happy to eat it year round. So if if you want, if we want to eat it year round, join the party. But you do need it. But but also there's there's beauty in it's kind of a, it's a special kind of put aside everything's there all together. But I will absolutely not stand for Thanksgiving food is bad. I, no. That's just a take that is horrendous. Bad take. Even though I do prefer ham over turkey, definitely so, ham over turkey. I'm a ham, I'm over, ham over turkey, turkey guy yeah. as well. Okay, I yeah. like that. Um, and you know the other thing too is we still eat Thanksgiving food. Like how many? How often do you eat turkey throughout the year? As far as yeah. you know, turkey sandwiches, sliced turkey, deli turkey. So Definitely. maybe it's a little different. But you're still eating turkey. You're still eating potatoes. I'm still eating sweet potatoes. Oh but yeah. The special rendition of these items are great. Now exactly. I'm not eating cranberry sauce in July, and I'm not eating it at Thanksgiving either. So there you <laughs> exactly. Go. Well, yeah, there's there, a, definitely a mold, a canned mold. <laughs> I'm out. If I can see the can rings. I'm out on that. But thank you for offering. No, no, no. Yeah. Thank you. I'll, I'll pass on the on the cranberry. No, no, no. Keep it to yourself. No, no. Seriously, <laughs> keep it on that side. I don't want to ruin any of this that's on my plate right now. Yeah, that's one of those things where we could probably do without that tradition. Yeah, cranberry I don't know sauce. Where that started, yeah, but I know where it ended. Exactly. Yeah, and it ends here. It ends with yeah. us. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I, I actually, I should, I should say, I'll dabble if it's like a, a special cranberry sauce. But again, the canned. I, I can't, I, I'm not going there. If I could see the rings, I'm out. All right. So there you go. Thanksgiving. If you, if you have any comments on Thanksgiving, what's your favorite item? Uh, we'll get more into what we're actually thankful for in regards to sports as the show goes on. But we begin with, I'm convinced. And I want to talk NFL. And this is somewhat obvious, but I just have to talk coaching. 
because I'm convinced great coaching is the difference in the NFL. And we're seeing it this year in regards to the distribution of talent across the league. There's so much talent teams and because of injuries, you know, that, that makes that adds to the parity as well. But we see teams, a lot of great receivers across the league, you know, a lot of great young quarterbacks across the league. A lot of teams still looking for their quarterback, but still we, we get a lot of great, you know, contributions uh, from quarterbacks, some, some really strong defenses. And, and so we see the talent, but great coaches really stand out to me. And the, the name that jumped out, especially yesterday was John Harbaugh. The, the fact that, you know, Lamar Jackson doesn't play at the very last minute, he's sick, and, and this guy, Huntley, who I, I, I'm barely, you know, barely familiar with, he kind of looks like Lamar Jackson in a lot of ways, but he you know, slides right in, they get the win. John Harbaugh is a great coach, and it's why the oh, yeah. Ravens, year in, year out, are in the mix. And the other coach I want to talk about is Frank Reich. And I'm convinced... Frank Reich is the man. He's the best. I started watching the Colts Hard Knocks. It's like in-season Hard Knocks. So amazing. I haven't finished the first episode yet, but, I, but I'm in. And I've loved Frank Reich, the whole story of Frank Reich. I heard him speak when I was a kid at this event called Fired Up for Christ. And he was awesome when he was a, he was kind of a speaker, pastor in seminary uh, here in Charlotte. And then he went the coaching route. Well, guess what? Now he's preaching at press conferences. Yeah. And, and Luke, you posted the video on our social media, so go check it out uh, to watch what he shared during the press conference. But he was quoting uh, in Christ Alone, the great hymn. And, and so he's a wonderful man, but he's also a great football coach. Yeah. And what he's doing with Indy to, to not only you know, turn Carson Wentz's career around. Now, Carson Wentz didn't have to do much yesterday. The last couple of weeks he hasn't had to do a lot because Jonathan Taylor is running the ball so well which I'll discuss later. But Frank Reich, this, you know, this team got off to a slow start, a lot of injuries in training camp, and they find themselves, they've lost a couple tight ones, lost to the Titans. They're in the mix because I believe he is a great coach, and we are going to see it the rest of the way. The Colts are not done. They are in the mix. Their whole mantra, which they talk about on Hard Knocks, and he talks about it in press conferences, is climbing the mountain. And it's this incredible parallel, and it sounds uh, cliche or whatever, but – he posted, you know, on the on the uh, when he got, does team meetings. This is the mountain we're climbing, and you have to summit. You have to deal with the, the, the elements. You have to deal with, you know, the struggles up the mountain, and, and you you celebrate kind of each you know aspect of the mountain climbing it. Um, and I just love his approach. So I'm in on him. You know, yesterday with Andy Reid beating your Cowboys. You know, I, I think he's a great coach. He's kept he's kept the the Chiefs. In the in the in the mix, despite some of their their struggles and, and finding yeah. a way to grind out a, a game where you know Mahomes even didn't do a ton, so I could go mm-hmm. on and on. But they're they're just the great coaches are the difference. And so when I look at my Panthers, Matt Rule is not a great coach. Could he become one? Maybe if they give him time. I, I don't know. I mean, he's still it, it's a big transition to Too go soon from to Taylor tell. Too soon to tell to the Panthers. But I but I but it's safe to say. He didn't coach a great game yesterday. That was a winnable game for the Panthers at home. Cam Newton's return. And part of it was the defense didn't do what they needed to do. But in those tight games in the NFL, I believe, you know, a lot of times it's the quarterback. Tom Brady's going to win you a tight game. Uh, Usually Aaron Rodgers does and Kirk Cousins does not. Yesterday that flipped, which was surprising. Um, 
but but usually it's it's the coaching and the minor decisions that make a difference. Um, and the Panthers aren't there yet. And and so of course they lost to their former coach Ron Rivera, who uh, who made some good decisions and they and they made they made the big plays for Taylor Heineke to beat Cam Newton. That was a big deal. That was a shocker for for me. But anyway, that's a long diatribe. But that's what I'm I'm convinced of today. What about what about for you, Luke? Yeah, I'm going to stay in the NFL. Let me preface my I'm convinced with a, I guess another I'm convinced. One, I'm convinced the Cardinals have the best resume in the NFL, uh, especially winning two out of the last three without Kyler Murray, with Colt McCoy in there. They're at nine, they're nine and two. They're, they're, they have the best resume in the NFL. But I am convinced that there is no elite team or teams in the NFL. Now, that does not mean that there aren't good teams. I say I'm convinced there aren't a group of elite teams because there are so many really good teams. But there's no team that, is, that can make the case we are elite. We are in a pack that is different from everyone else because all of the, 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 the two-loss First of all, every team has at least two losses. Second of all, all of the two-loss and three-loss teams have lost in ways where it makes you kind of question, man, what's going on with this team? Yep. The Rams have had chances to, to take the next step. The Titans have had chances. The Cowboys have had chances. Even the Cardinals Packers, have two losses. Lost. The Packers, yeah, the Bills. Bills. Like there is a, There's a handful of really good teams, but I'm convinced there is no elite teams that are really above everyone else, clearly. So I keep wanting to, I totally agree. I want to have a Super Bowl pick. Like I was always, I was almost going to say, I'm convinced it's going to be Chargers Rams. Like I was going to say that today. So maybe I'll say it, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I'm convinced of it. And, and I'm also convinced I want to see the Patriots and Bucks in the, in the Super Bowl. That's my, I think that's my dream scenario right now. Um, I, I so I told the, so, so Madeline, my wife asked me, she said, okay, if you had to pick today, who would be in the Super Bowl? I think Packers Chiefs. That's my gut okay. feeling. Uh, I still think the AFC runs through Kansas City, and I just emo- have emotional scars from Aaron Rodgers against the Cowboys. So I will never doubt Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. But it's, it, in one sense, uh, like it's impossible to make a pick, which makes the NFL, it's one of the greatest NFL seasons that I've been a fan of because there's yeah. so much parody, there's so many good teams that it's impossible to really make a, a clear case for who's making it to the Super Bowl because it's a role all the all the good teams they are not taking that next step they're all right around each other which is from a fan's perspective I love it there's chaos oh, every it. weekend it's it's so great and it's hard to draw major conclusions you know we tried to, the overreaction on a, on a Monday um, but but you mentioned this is as good of a season as we've had in so long and so I saw this on Twitter. So including the Vikings win over the Packers at the end, there have been 23 games decided by a game-winning score on the final play in 2021, wow. which is the most through Week 11 since 1970. <laughs> so through 11 weeks, this is the best se- you know if you base it on tight games down yeah. to the wire, and and so I mean that's even that, that doesn't really even capture the parody that we're talking about in some ways exactly. it does. those are just like great games down to the wire and then you throw in the shocking upsets and and all that every single week yeah it is it is wild and then you know teams like seattle which i'm i'm fine saying they're done 
which is crazy to think in, in yeah. many ways when they still have one of the great quarterbacks in the league. But I, it just doesn't seem like that's getting any better in Seattle. Pete Carroll's frustrated. Um, and then, you know, teams like the Raiders, who we start, we thought at the beginning of the year, Saints, like we thought at the beginning of the year, both of those teams, I, I'm willing to say, are done. I think I have said the last couple of weeks, so I'm sticking you, with You've with been that. out. You've been out on New Orleans. Yes, and the Raiders, and the Raiders, Raiders. sadly, on the, and, and the Raiders. But, um, but both those teams, I was also out on the Vikings. I was maybe wrong on the Vikings. They're back in the mix. But, um, but with that, you know, so early in the year, what we thought, now at this point, not so much. I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a couple other teams that start getting healthy, and even teams like Arizona with Colt McCoy yesterday, getting the win, keeping them going, following yeah. up that loss to Carolina last week, that keeps them you know, still in the mix as, as being one of the top teams. But to your yeah. point, no elite teams. We're not seeing the, the very elite, unbeatable type, type teams. So a wild card team could win the, the Super Bowl this year. Oh, no question about it. There's, if you're a, like, this is probably the worst year to be a number one seed in your conference. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. like, like, even if like, there is every round of the playoffs, is there's going to be parity. At least no if question. it continues to progress the way it is. Like, do you really? I mean, yes, of course you have an advantage being a one seed, but you being a one seed does not mean you're that much better than the wild card teams, because it's no a ma- it's going to be a matter of one or t- one game deciding seeds. Well, and home field might be a bigger deal even you, than normal. Definitely, unless you're the Chargers, then you're playing a away game every week. <laughs> <laughs> the Chargers. I was so impressed with them last night. That was even, a huge game because Al. I think Al Michael said last night it looks it looked like majority Steelers fans Gosh, at that game. Steelers, which travel. Is Steelers are everywhere. They're a national brand. Yeah. They're not the biggest city, but man, they got a huge fan base. They really do. So um, I like the Steelers. I, I still love Mike Tomlin. I think he's a great coach. Uh, they just don't quite have, have enough with Ben Roethlisberger this year. So I was, I was telling Madeline, how is he still, how is he still their guy? Know, like he's tough. not, he's not bad and he's not like, he just can't move. He's old, but yeah, but he's regressed tremendously since his since his heyday. But there's still no replacement for him. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But they're I still know. in the mix. There's so many teams in the mix. If you're around, if you're 500 right now, you're in the mix. You're in the mix. Even with my Panthers losing yesterday, still still alive, still alive. still alive. Now the Eagles are coming. They're 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 catching you. They're starting to come on a little bit. I'm telling you, I, the Cowboys better uh, get their act Wake together up. because the division is not won yet. No, Goodness. no, it's not. I know it felt like, oh, the Cowboys are running away with it. Washington wins yesterday. They're not totally out of it. Exactly. Um, I saw I mean, Dallas uh, is seven and three now. We we could have been six and four because miracle win against Minnesota with a backup quarterback. But man, right. Philadelphia is trending. Goodness, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is silencing the haters. I, I'm still not sure he's the guy going forward, uh, like being their franchise guy. But it, if he like he's doing everything he should to to make a case, like he's playing tremendous. So I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago, I, I did I went through all the quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks, and I was like, yeah, this guy's a franchise guy. This guy's a starter, but not really a franchise guy. This guy's a backup. I'm pretty sure I put Jalen Hurts in that backup category. Yeah, and. Maybe he is moving into that starter type guy, um, which is which is interesting. But one of the names that I mentioned that I I believe is a backup in the NFL is Baker Mayfield, and they won yesterday. But you know what backups do? Backups don't know how to handle 
the weight of being the franchise guy. And part of being the franchise guy is talking to the media and answering the questions. And Baker Mayfield, he, he said something along the lines of, I don't owe you anything to the media. Well, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't understand what it means to be the face of a franchise because you do owe it to the media. It's part of the deal. So yeah. you can star in your tremendous commercials, and I give him love every week because I love his commercials. I love yeah. him every week. I watch him over and over, and they're awesome. But just go do that because this idea of you being the franchise quarterback, I just don't think is the, uh, is the answer. So mm. um, I, get frust- I, I, I get frustrated with the guys in the, in the media stuff. Just answer. The, yeah. it, it stinks, but it's still football. And, okay, you threw, you know, you didn't blow the Lions out, which yeah. maybe you should have, especially with the backup I, quarterback. Exactly. I don't – you don't have to – you don't owe a tremendous answer to the media every time, but don't be the guy that just shows up and has a bad attitude every question and just gives them nothing. That that just makes you look win. bad. After a win? Come on, man. Yeah. Mm. It's weak. It's weak. All right. Let's uh, Let's do unpack this. And with it being Thanksgiving week, and I always feel bad because I'm, I think to myself, I'm like, you know what? I need to talk more about Thanksgiving throughout the year, but it's just this time of year. It's just that reminder. It's that reset to say, okay, am I living a thankful life? You know, what, where, where is my heart at in regards to gratitude? And the truth is living a thankful life is a daily uh, choice. And a a great decision when we actually thank God every day in a, in a genuine way and live from a heart of thanksgiving and thankfulness. And so uh, I just want to encourage all of us today with that, with that mentality, but, but I want to take a look at it from a sports perspective. And so that's what we do with unpack this. We take sports stories, relate, relate them to the Bible, relate them to our own lives. And last year when sports went on, a break. They were a high on a hiatus. They were gone. They were taken away from us. And in many ways, I enjoyed the break. It was like, all right, again, kind of a reset. When they came back, and now this year, I, I just have such an appreciation for sports. Now, they're still not the most important thing in life. Faith, family, relationships, serving God, all of the things. Absolutely. Here at Unpacking It, we we love sports. We're a ministry for sports fans, but we want sports to be in their proper place. But I have so much appreciation for what sports bring to my life. And, you know, the moments before kickoff on a Sunday, I'm so giddy and excited and, and enthusiastic for, you know, the next seven hours, eight hours of football. I don't get to watch all of it like I used to, but um, but but watching a ton of football. It's just fun. The excitement, the parody that we talked about, all the exciting games. I just I, I I love sports and I love the camaraderie that it provides me with friends and connections and being able to talk sports and 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 break the ice with people and all sorts of people I can talk sports with and and have been doing that my entire life. And so I am grateful for sports. But what's so interesting is there's this other set of fans that are just negative sports fans. And how I would categorize them is that they're not appreciative of sports because they're always looking for the negative angle. It's always Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I watched the game, but, or poor me, my team stinks. And, you know, it's just always this, this, this side of things. Yeah. But but the reality is this mentality. If you're a thing, I think if you're thankful in life, then you're a thankful sports fan. And 
So if we're thankful people, it's going to translate. We're thankful for our jobs, so we're thankful at work. We're not going to be the negative guy at work. We're going to be the positive, thankful person. But if our, if our mindset is always you take things for granted, you're, un, you're unappreciative, it's, you're never satisfied, you, you never really pause to recognize how great things actually are and ultimately how great God is and all that he's, he's done for us, continues to do for us, what he allows us to enjoy. So if we're not thankful, I mean, we're totally missing the mark and I'm guilty of it because you, you just take things for granted and you, and you look at the, the difficulty in things, you look for the negative in things. Um, and, and even with my, my small daughters, my young daughters, and they're small, uh, it's easy to get <laughs> frustrated that, you know, I don't have all the free time that I used to, or they're difficult at times and I'm riding the emotions of a two-year-old and, and all that. But but I have to pause at the end of the day and say, thank you, Lord, for incredible daughters. And they're beautiful, sweet, fun. They bring me so much joy. And when I focus on that, it makes it so much easier to deal with the temper tantrum because I'm thankful, I'm thankful they're there. I'm thankful I have them because life without them is not what I want. I want life with them. And, and so it parallels with sports too. You know, when we didn't have sport, I don't want to go back to that life without sports. So <laughs> even when the Panthers lose, I'm thankful the Panthers played in front of a full crowd. That's right. And you still get to watch them. I still get to watch them. And as annoying as Cam Newton can be at times, I'm thankful he's wearing the Panthers one jersey because life without him was not great. So I'm thankful for Cam Newton, even after the loss yesterday. <laughs> so um, I'm thankful for CMC because life without CMC is not that great either. As good as Hubbard was at times, uh, not as great. But the uh, the word Thanksgiving, I think, is worth unpacking today um, because it's a noun that means the expression of gratitude, especially to God. And the definition of expression is the process of making known one's thoughts or feelings. And so that's the expression. So so we live this um, life of making known our feelings and thoughts about God and, and our gratitude for God. Like that's, that should be uh, just a part of who we are and what we, how we talk and, 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 and our approach and mindset and our, our communication in, in mm-hmm. life. Um, and so, you know, we just have to ask ourselves, do we acknowledge with gratitude all that he has done, all he continues to do? Do we understand who God is and what he's done for us? Because if, if that's true, then Thanksgiving will be the result. We'll be blown away when we really stand in awe and, and, and acknowledge uh, what he's done for us and what he did on the cross and, and, and the fact that we have eternal life and the fact that we have peace and joy. And we're filled with gratitude when we really grasp that. Um, and so this idea of um, ha- having Thanksgiving or, or living with gratitude uh, and with, with Thanksgiving specifically, it shows up in the Bible a lot, this word with. So if, if we live with Thanksgiving. And so it says, let us come into his presence with Thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. And then another Psalm says, enter his gates with Thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. And then another Psalm, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with Thanksgiving. Hmm. And so we, we want to have this expression of gratitude 
and this this process of making known one's thoughts or feelings about God. And so we do that you know, with song, with our words, with our attitudes, with our behavior. Um, and and we, we live with appreciation uh, for, for who he is. And we can bring this into our work, into our lives as sports fans, into our relationships, family, and, and we do it all with Thanksgiving. So as we begin this week, celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, let's remember to, uh, to really live with Thanksgiving. So you can unpack that today. Luke, what do you think? This is an incredible topic um, and so practical. So uh, last week we had a, you had Jesse Bradley on the podcast, Unpacking It podcast, uh, pastor, a former pro soccer player. And he talked about this idea of like when you, when you properly view Jesus and like when that is your priority, your relationship with Jesus, you can enjoy sports more. So he said when he, when his faith in Christ grew and that became a priority, now he's able to enjoy sports for what they are. Mm. But when we have, and you can fill in the blank, if you're not, like if sports isn't this for you, but it's something else, I don't know, maybe it's, uh, it could be something as investing, it could be something as uh, various hobbies. But when you have, you, it's so easy to have so much writing on these things and I've definitely had moments of this where I have so much writing, my happiness, my like a good day, had, there's so much writing on the outcome of a game, on how my team's doing. It's, uh, like it, it leads to not actually being able to enjoy sports for what they are. But when my priority is is fellowshipping with God, uh, is is faithfulness to Christ. Then all these other things, I get to enjoy them for what they are because there's not so much writing on them. And I definitely used to be the guy, and I still have moments of this, where it's like, oh, I'm on Twitter. Oh, this guy needs to be cut. Oh, the owner, I can't believe he's doing this. Oh, what a terrible game for my team. And I'm Mr. Negative, Mr. Pessimism. Whereas, like, if I really step back and realize, okay, one, I have life in Christ. That's amazing. I was born under the curse of sin. I have been redeemed through Christ, through faith in Christ, I have a relationship with God. I know I have eternal security with God. Okay, great. That's where my true joy comes from. That's where my pleasure comes from. Now I can just enjoy sports for what they are. I get to, I can joyfully think, wow, how great I get to watch two teams compete, two players compete. How fun is that? Where not my, like a good day or a bad day is not dependent on the outcome of a game. Or, and because sports are great, but they can become an idol. And mm. we have to find the middle ground. I don't want to be the guy where it's, oh, well, sports are of the world. Oh, we need to avoid sports at all costs. I think that's a, that's a bad overcorrection. But I also don't want to make sports everything. And that, so I have to look in my heart, okay, God, where are idols in the sports world? Do I care too much about how a player does? Do I care too much about the front office moves of my team? (laughs) Do I care too much about missing certain games because I have other things going on? There's moments where the answers to those questions are yes, and I have to repent of that and ask God for him to be my priority. Because again, when God is our priority in faithfulness and obedience to God, life in Christ— the, abil- the ability to enjoy sports is so much greater. And it's like you really, we really get to enjoy. I'm just, I get to watch these games. I get to engage. I get to be a fan. And that's where sports can become awesome. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll say yeah, after last year that when they were taken away, I've just I've enjoyed sports more this year. I just appreciate it more. And, and so that's why, yeah, just being a thankful fan. I'm, I'm thankful that I haven't been able to, I haven't gone to a game yet, but I'm so thankful there are fans there. Yeah. And, and so uh, just the energy and the excitement and, you know, seeing people wearing jerseys again, even though I'm not Mr. Jersey guy myself, but <laughs> it's just, uh, it, it's just fun. So it's all, it's, it's great. Yeah. And so, yeah, with the proper perspective um, and that proper appreciation, I, I think we can, yeah, yeah, enjoy sports in in the right context. And and, uh, and again, sure. it's it's also finding the middle ground of we realize that this is a fallen world, but also that doesn't mean we should go the route of anti pleasure. Oh, everything in this world is bad. We just have to suffer here completely until we get to heaven. In one sense, that's true. Heaven is completely greater than the earth now. But that doesn't mean God. We can't enjoy God now. There's plenty of good things that we could enjoy that God allows us to enjoy here. He still created the world. Yes, it's fallen, but he's still sustaining it. He's still sovereign over it. And there's plenty of good things. Think of like family, family relationships, friendships. There's really fun things, activities to do. Sports is one of those things where we realize it's not the end-all be-all. We realize there's it has a fallen nature. But there's also good things when we come at it from the proper perspective. Be a passionate sports fan. Cheer for your team. Enjoy it. But if it becomes so much where you can't be friends with a fan of your opponent, <laughs> maybe it's time to look inward. That's if right. That's the right. rest of the day, oh. your whole attitude is crushed because your team lost, which I've had those moments. Ooh. Maybe it's time to look inward and, okay, God— where where do I have idols here? Where can I correct so I can enjoy sports the way you want me to enjoy them? Because I That's think right. I, I do think there's a lot of good in sports to enjoy with the right perspective. No, it's true because my spiritual maturity has affected my sports fandom. There's no yes. question about it, and 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 even just maturity as a husband and father has affected my my sports fandom as well. But man, when I see an exciting play, and when Austin yeah. Eckler scores. Four touchdowns or five, what do we have four touchdowns for my fantasy team? Uh, then that that gets me excited. So yeah. I still I still enjoy it. There's no question about it. All right, uh, so good stuff. And and kind of the question is today: what what are you thankful for in sports? So you can leave your comment wherever you're watching live or send me an email later. Uh, Bryce at unpackingit.com. What are you thankful for in sports? What about your favorite team? Are you thankful for? Um, even, even some of the teams that are, that are out and losing, you can, there's still something to be thankful for in there. Uh, thankfully for me, my app state Mountaineers will be fighting for a, a Sunbelt championship. Uh, so I'm very thankful for them. Another thousand yard rusher, 10 years in a row with a thousand yard rusher. The wow. other teams that are close to them, three years, three years. Oh That's my gap. goodness. Unbelievable. The ability wow. to run the ball. If you're yeah, a high yeah. school running back right now, listen to this recruiting pitch from Bryce. Let's go. Take your talents to App you're State. You'll ball. be a thousand yard rusher. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a guarantee at this point. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> and you'll compete, you'll play in a bowl game, and we, yeah. we missed one Sunbelt uh championship. But and you'll be a hometown here. hero. And we've talked oh, about yeah. this before. You win and you're successful at a, a mid-major, you stay there forever. And you're loved. App State's oh, one yeah. of those places. We're uh, uh, unlike your unlike major. He's with the mid major stuff. Mid major. We're an elite, an elite college program. 
<laughs> just uh, I was just uh, shouting out your boy who left for uh, for Mizzou. Yeah, drink quits. No, he he they they won. They they ended Dan Mullen's career. That's right. His, uh, Florida tenure. That's so, right. So uh, so there you go. Anyway, uh, I, I do want to say what I'm thankful for in sports. I always have to shout out Mavs 2011, the one year, the one the one championship <laughs> for the for the little Dallas Mavericks. Dirk's loyalty, Dirk got it done. So uh, I, I, I'm always thankful for that. That's great. I'm thankful for Shark Tank and Mark Cuban. He spends more time on that than he does the, the Mavs, it seems like. <laughs> I mean, he's buying a different business every every week. So how does he have yeah. time to figure out what, what players to bring in there? Get Lucas some help, would you? Yes. Come on, Mark. Yep. Much as I love Shark Tank every week. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's do, uh, let's do the MetaShare moment of the week. And I've, I've already mentioned both names uh, before, but I, I want to give a shout out to two incredible running backs in the NFL yesterday because we talk about the quarterbacks all the time. We, we talk about the, you know, the big passing numbers, and we also talk about you know, the injuries to running backs this year. It's been one of those years where it seems like every week uh, you know, somebody's going down for a short amount of time or a significant amount of time. CMC, Saquon, Derrick Henry, Chris Carson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, all these guys have been out at some point this mm-hmm. season. Uh, even Nick Chubb finally got back. Um, but two guys that are playing extremely well right now, Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler. This was the MetaShare moment of the week yesterday because it, it was just crazy. They were walking into the end zone. Both yeah. you know, so early in the day, it was Jonathan Taylor with the Colts leading them to victory, leading fantasy teams to victory everywhere, including mine. Um, and, and then Austin Eckler doing it last night. I was two, down and out. Two receiving and touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. Huge. So, so both of them, yeah, they both did it on, on the ground and, and even in, in the air. Um, and so these two guys right now, they're healthy. They're helping their team because both, both of their teams are on the verge. Maybe still a, a long shot to win the division, but still an opportunity. Yep. The Chiefs have shown they're, you know, they're not blowing people away like they used to. So the Chargers still could potentially ch- catch them. And then the Titans looked very vulnerable yesterday in the rain. Uh, I saw this one headline. They beat themselves, which is kind of true. Um, just some goofy things were happening to Tannehill and, and the Titans. But the Colts, they've got a chance. And, and so it's because these two running backs, uh, Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler, really, really helping them. Now, of course, Herbert's lighting it up for the Chargers. He had a big game yeah. last night. He's awesome. And Wentz has been good for Indy. And Wentz has been very solid. Other than that one weird game where he threw a couple goofy interceptions. Um, but overall, he's been very he hasn't turned the ball over really that much at all. No, so it just speaks it's, to it's last the, year. Uh, it's Frank Reich. Let's Reich, go. Reich to the rescue. He's bring, bringing them back. I, I so, will say, go finish your thought. Yeah, so this is the MetaShare moment of the week. Check out MetaShare.com slash unpacking it, or you can text unpack. So just text the word unpack to the number 201-201. So that's 201-201. Text the word unpack, and they'll send you information about MetaShare so that you can get your health care taken care of. Uh, for your family, especially right now during open enrollment. So uh, so check that out, MetaShare. All right, go ahead, Luke. I was going to say this is such an amazing mo- MetaShare moment of the week because Jonathan Taylor, he is now in the MVP race 
Yeah. Like he's officially an, an MVP consideration. Five touchdowns. Unbelievable. Of course, uh, my opponent has in fantasy Jonathan Taylor, 50, uh, 50 fantasy uh, points. Yep. Still looking like I'm going to win this week, which is oh, wow. unbelievable. But yeah, I was going through the fantasy scores. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I remember Bryce as Austin Eckler. Let's, uh, let's see. Let's see how I helped him out. Your whole team lays an egg and Eckler to the rescue with a 40 piece. And I think it's also cool. The amount of different routes to success in the NFL, Mm. Eckler undrafted out of nowhere, Jonathan Taylor, one of the best college running backs of all time, both dominating. And Mm. that's just really cool. That is Taylor was a touch overlooked. He fell a little bit to the Colts, but but there was still high expectations. But his overall college career at Wisconsin was, was ridiculous. Absolutely. I, we did uh, sports trivia at the Turkey Bowl last week, and the question was the career rushing leader of all time in college football. Do you hmm. know the name? It's not Jonathan Taylor. It's Ron Dane. Ron Dane? So Ron Dane, as good as, as good as Taylor was. And, and yeah, wow. Ron Dane still holds that, the career rushing leader in college wow. football. Yeah, yeah there you go. It's a running back theme today. It's a Thanksgiving theme and a running back theme. That's right. We're uh, thankful for running backs today. We're, uh, right. we're not buying into these next-gen stats. Running backs still matter. They still have value. Although the value has... That's a great point. No, they absolutely do. And, and even do. the idea that you can just you know, plug and play running backs, which in, in some ways is true in certain systems, but these two guys are legit studs carrying them. And even Dalvin yeah. Cook with Minnesota, that was a key to them yesterday. And as much as I love A.J. Dillon, the Packers without Aaron Jones yesterday, that hurt them. That yeah. there's no question about it. And then Nick Chubb coming back for Cleveland, you know, he got in the end zone again. So um, even though they struggled a little bit against Detroit, Chubb still, still the man. So yep. um, they're very valuable. No question about it. All right. Let's uh, let's say hello to Henry and Henry. I'm, I'm curious what you're convinced of today. And then uh, we got some fun topics we need to, uh, to jump into with, uh, with tap drill. There he what? is. Full screen. Luke goes full screen to Henry. <laughs> I was seeing if he was ready. I'm, I'm throwing him right up there. I'm ready to go, boys. You know I'm always ready. And first and foremost, before I say anything, um, especially in this past year, I'm thankful for being with two guys who I can talk faith, sports, and life with. And this is an example of what our world should be. We're not, we're not worried about skin color. We're not worried about what part of the country we're from. We have two things that we love. We love our God and we love our sports. So Amen. for that and for, to, for the two of you, I'm thankful for that. And Amen. I'm also thankful Amen. for Saquon coming back tonight against the against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm thankful for my for my New York Giants getting healthy at the right time. And uh Tampa Bay has always played the Giants have always played Tampa Bay tough the last couple of years. So hopefully Tom tough. Exactly. And so I think I think Tom I think Tom doesn't like playing the Giants unless he absolutely has to. And that was kind of funny. You guys drank your drinks at the same time, by the way. When you go back and watch it, you'll see it. <laughs> but, um, I'll make a clip of it. Luke and I. But um I think the Giant I, I think the Giants might be able to turn a corner. And if they can get this game tonight, um, I think the Giants can can salvage the season. I don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs or not, but I'll definitely think they can salvage the season. So I'm definitely thankful for Big Blue. 
Now, as it pertains to what I'm convinced about, I don't want to alarm anyone. I don't want any spit takes coming out of, of everybody's screen. Ooh. But the New England Patriots are back in first place. I hope you guys I hope you guys understand what's happening. New England has won five out of their last six games, which includes wins over the aforementioned Cleveland Browns and the aforementioned San Diego. Excuse me, the L.A. Chargers. They're in first place. So I'm convinced that this season, if the Patriots make the playoffs, this season will be Bill Belichick's greatest coaching season ever. He traded away hmm. the defensive player of the year. He had a rookie quarterback who beat out a former MVP. Can you name any wide receivers on the New England Patriots? Hmm. And they're seven and four. It is it is remarkable. That that's an interesting take, though. Is this his best coaching? I, I'm not sure about that because I still have to think back to when Drew Bledsoe went down, and then this guy out of Michigan comes in. I, I still give I give the nod to, and people don't like that I give more credit to Belichick in that situation. But um, that's still one of the best performances, and and even that Matt Castle season, that was a yeah, that was they a won, great, they went eleven and five that 11, season. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs. That was the. That's one of the rare seasons that a team won won eleven games and didn't make the playoffs. And the reason why they didn't make the playoffs, believe it or not, was because they didn't. They lost a tiebreaker to Miami. Ah, uh, so yeah, but no, I mean you're right. I mean what they're doing right now, and and I, we talked. To, I love Mac Jones. I think what he's doing is is great. And so another strong performance on Thursday against the the hapless Falcons. Oof, they need to end their season now. They just need to stop. Hey guys, we're done. <laughs> Please. Now, with that, <laughs> with that being said, though, his, uh, <laughs> with that, with that being said, the next four <laughs> weeks are going to determine the fate of the of the New England Patriots. They get the Buffalo Bills twice. They Ooh. get the Colts, and they get the Titans this coming weekend. Goodness so gracious! If wow. they go, if they can go at least two and two in those four weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now put the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Gosh, I like I said earlier, I am pulling for the Bucks Patriots Super Bowl. I think I I was thinking about all right, what what would be the best storyline? That's definitely there. I think both LA teams being there in LA would be pretty pretty cool. That'd be fun, especially they both have interesting storylines with their quarterbacks and the way those teams have been constructed. Um but man, if the Patriots do, oh, it's just it's just crazy. But it's it's a legitimate point at, at this at this juncture of the season. And the yeah. Bills are just so disappointing. The Bills and the Browns are two teams that it's like we want we're like willing them to be legit and true contenders, and then they just can't seem to get over the hump. And yeah. and it's discouraging because we love their fan bases. We know their fan bases have suffered. Oh. But they, tremendously. You know, but with Cleveland, you still got Baltimore you got to deal with. And it's like, like I was yeah. saying earlier with the coaching, you still got to deal with John Harbaugh and you got to deal with Mike Tomlin. And so it's so hard to overcome that. And then if you're the Bills, you still got to overcome Bill Belichick in New England. He hasn't left. Tom Brady right. left, but Belichick <laughs> hasn't. So, well, how, it, yeah. It's brutal. How about this? Tom Brady leaves. The Bills ascend to being uh, one of the top teams in the NFL. And now it's like, oh, wait, the Patriots are still here. It's unbelievable. 
And for those of you who are Mac Jones haters, Patriots haters, Belichick haters, one, let me and, and think they don't have a chance at making it to the playoffs or advancing the playoffs. Let me just remind you to the beginning of this podcast, I dare you to make a take a, a, a claim on any team in the NFL because there is no no one is is making is uh, uh, topping other teams right now or making a case that they're clearly the better team. And two, when there's so much parity, you look to okay, who's hottest in the NFL? Patriots, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And for Mac Jones, I was I was reading about him today in the Patriots offense. He's not putting the offense on his shoulders, but he's not being babied either. Like, hmm. He is playing. He's a rookie with, as Henry is saying, there's no huge name pass catchers in that offense. And he's incredibly efficient. He's doing what the game plan says. And they have a defense that, what, 19 straight possessions with no touchdown, with no points? Mm. Are you kidding me? They're blanking NFL teams? That's unbelievable. So if you're the Bills, you better figure this thing out because – the Patriots and will fast. come and win this division if you and don't if you don't win fast. It. Yep, because the because yep, the Bills the Bills have the Patriots twice within the next three weeks. Oh, it's nuts, man! Yeah, I mean, as good as the NFL season has been, it's actually only going to get better because now we get more divisional games. Oh, they because they, they backload it. Yeah, uh, toward the end of the season, so it's and they it's mean a lot this intense. year. These divisional games mean a ton. Huge, huge, man. We're talking about close games. We're going to see even more of those down the stretch. I really believe that. So it's yep. it's heating up for sure. All right, let's goof around a little bit. Let's get to some other sports stories uh, around the sports world and and do a little tap drill. Henry, All right, take boy. it away. All right, boys. Um, I don't know if you guys are old enough. Do you guys remember this sh- this show, The American Gladiators? Oh yeah, I loved it. Ooh, I'll have to, I'll have to give a negative on that one. They're oh man, tra- it was fun. It was so much fun. I was a big fan. Laser. Yes, yes, yes. For those of you that don't know, um, American Gladiators is was basically a show where they took uh, the top of the top athletes and put them up against these men and women who were probably chiseled out of granite and compete in events to see who would come out the best. And so it, it, was it was like, uh, it was like pros versus Joe's. Exactly. Remember that show? Oh my God. <laughs> Don't even get me started on pros versus Joe's, but um, they actually tried to remake. They actually tried to remake this twice and yeah. it didn't work out. So they decided, you know what, let's try to bring it back one more time. So now they're trying to make another reboot of the American gladiators. Uh, they haven't said what streaming service is going to try to pick it up, but between Peacock and Netflix and Hulu and all of these platforms, it's probably going to get picked up. So my question to you boys is this. What is your, and Luke kind of alluded to it, what is your favorite sports non-sports show? A la la pros versus Joes. All right, so I, I was legitimately a huge American Gladiators fan. I mean, I, I think it used to be on USA as a, as a kid. I, I watched yep. it all the time. Yep. But I, I think I have to give the nod to Guts. Mark O'Malley and <laughs> Guts. Global <laughs> Guts on Nickelodeon. Yes. Oh, I, love, I love that show. The swimming especially and the uh, – I forget what the mountain was called at the end, but the, the – the, 
a crazy mountain at the, the, to, that was to win guts. I, I, at the end of the I show. remember that. I remember that. Um, it was, it was great. And speaking of that, there used to be a show called legends of the hidden temple. Yes. They brought that, they brought that show back. I tried watching <laughs> it the other day. It was on like CW or something. It was painful. I could, it was, it was bad. It was not, it was oh. not what, what I remembered as a kid. So, uh, so anyway, that, that's my take. So I've never even heard of guts. Um, oh, Luke, oh, interesting. So I, oh so I got God. two, two nominations here. One, I'm going to make a, if we can count wipeout as a sports, somehow non-sports yeah. show. You like that? Ah. Wipeout was fun. One, because I wanted to be on wipeout. It, it looked yeah. so much fun. So that's a stretch. But my other nominee here, an old golf TV show called The Big Break, uh, where there was okay. like professionals okay. on mini tours and then amateur golfers doing golf challenges and then uh, players were eliminated. So I loved watching The Big Break. So th- that show was incredibly underrated. Okay. Okay. All right. I rem- I remember seeing the big break. I would always be mad yeah. because they they would always be playing in these in these sports paradises like Myrtle Beach and Hawaii yeah. and 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 SoCal. And I'm like, why? I was like, I hate y'all for real. You guys, you guys <laughs> get to play golf like all year round. Yeah. So pros versus Joes though was fun. I can't believe we haven't thought of this sports science. Amazing yes. show. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh. I watched those religiously on YouTube. I was enamored with, oh, my gosh, the science. Uh, The one episode where an NBA player dribble faster than a drummer, and they're seeing (laughs) how many – who can – they can drum faster or dribble faster. And I was fascinated. How hard can can Drew Brees throw a football? That show was amazing. I think – I think Amazon kind of took over that. Like they take over a lot of things in life these days with, with the sports science where they talk about where they talk about the catchability and the, and the radius and, and the speed of the ball, the speed of the basketball and, and or whatever the case may be. So I think we get our fill of sports science through those type of commercials with Amazon. Mm. There you so, go. Yeah. AWS. Our, yeah. AWS. There you go. <laughs> and of course, with, of course <laughs> I love Luke because Luke always knows how to throw me a softball. Our next tap drill goes to our, the, the most watched three second video on the internet right now. And that is, Tiger Woods mm. swinging a golf a golf club. If you aren't, if you haven't seen it, Google it. It's only three seconds. But when they saw the internet, when when he got on the internet and they showed that video, it was almost as if the golf fans came out in droves. So, are you guys happy seeing Tiger Woods back on the links again? Luke, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, well yes. I am excited. Uh, I will always be excited when Tiger plays uh, the best golfer to ever play. I'm not sure he's ever going to be touched as so, – I don't know if anyone can ever touch his records. Um, of course, if you're older, older generation, Jack Nicholas, But Tiger Woods, best ever to play. I think the more imp- the most impressive thing here is you literally cannot get rid of Tiger Woods. <laughs> the the things he has come back from emotionally physically many of them self-inflicted but it's unbelievable he's like a ro- he's a robot that no matter what happens he just gets put back together and he's back out there I, I don't i don't i can't even comprehend how he is still playing with everything that has occurred in his life it's unbelievable 
the I mean the, the fact that his story has already had I don't you know three or four chapters that are unbelievable and you know make for incredible movies. Uh, I watched the Kurt Warner movie over the weekend, which I'll talk about in the coming weeks. But uh, but you know there's only so many like uh, just ridiculous sports stories and and journeys. But Tiger has had multiple of those the the the, the good the bad the rise the fall. And so if he happens to just get back on the course and competes again, it's a miracle. I, yeah. I mean, he's lucky, you know, not lucky or blessed or thank, you know, whatever. Thankful Thanksgiving, thankful to just be living. Right. Exactly. I mean, yes. So, um, yeah. I, so absolutely rooting for him. I mean, when he won that masters a couple of years ago, that was one of the greatest sports moments oh, yeah. ever. No question. Um, so if he gets even, I mean, if he sniffs that again, we're we're loving life. So. Like the fact that he's walking right now Amen. is amazing, and he's, he's and now he's ramping up to play golf. It's like, are you kidding me? I can't figure out how to uh, hit a drive straight, and this dude is still playing golf. The amount of th- things that he can overcome, goodness gracious! Yeah, the, it's the man is a machine. Machine. <laughs> All right, boys. One more. One more tap. You guys mentioned the. L.A. Chargers and their their win last night. But here is the thing about the Chargers. Have did you notice the powder blue uniforms or the color rush uniforms that they oh, wore yeah. for Sunday night football? The the internet seems to be gobbling it up. So my boys, what is your favorite sports jersey? Ooh. Sorry, Bryce. <laughs> I will say Bryce. Bryce has some good options to pick from for Charlotte teams. Yes. So go ahead. It, no, sorry, you go, you go, you go. I was going to say, it's so hard. I'm trying to think of what sport would have better jerseys. I think NBA, like the hardwood vintage jerseys, like those are some of the better jerseys in all of sports, I think, um, which is why I think of Charlotte. The Charlotte old jerseys are unbelievable, unbelievable. Even this year's jerseys are great. So my first thought is like the the eighties, nineties, just old vintage NBA jerseys are glorious. Like the old Toronto Raptors jerseys when Vince Carter played there are wonderful. Oh my goodness! And then I gotta shout out my Mavs green jerseys, the green <sighs> old vintage hardwood jerseys. So that that's what I, I initially think of. But people do love the Chargers that powder blue. They seem a, to eat that up. As a kid. All my buddies and I, we thought the Chargers had the best logo, the best jerseys, and that's even before the powder blue. But, it, it, yeah, the powder blue was awesome. That's just a good color. So it's funny we ask this now because I, I happened to catch part of a, a Hornets documentary or like a special. They NBA TV aired the Muggsy Bogues special, which I haven't had a chance to watch yet. But it was like the start of the Hornets, kind of their story and everything. Well, when they created those jerseys, they hired – like a, a, a well-known designer in Charlotte. I think he still has a store here. Um, but he designed these uniforms, but the players didn't like them. They didn't like the the initial fit. They even had pleats in their shorts and all that. Oh, but, but think about how iconic those jerseys are. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, you know, he had unique, they had unique warm-ups kind of at the, at the beginning and all that. Right. But the way the Charlotte lettering is uh, on those, you know, those pinstripe jerseys, they're strong. So I, I'm old school Hornets fan. I mean, I, that's probably my strongest passion team. 
those early on when I was a kid as a Hornets fan with Larry Johnson and Dell yeah. and Muggsy and all that. So I, th- I just think it's funny how NBA jerseys have aged so well. Like again, old NBA logos, their jerseys, incredible. Think of every team, great throwbacks. But the NFL, oh my goodness, there's <laughs> some, some questionable ones, bad ones. Those like Steelers obviously, one, the Packers old, ones. The, yeah, Packers, Steelers. Oh my Not goodness, like it's almost a joke. Like it had yeah. to have been a joke when they when they wore those jerseys, and when I they know. still do. Oh the my Bucks. goodness, yeah. it's funny. Yikes. <laughs> Well, right, for Henry. me, well for me personally, I'm always going to rep my New York teams. I always love the orange and the blue of the New York Knicks, the orange oh, yeah. and the blue of the New York Mets. But even though I won't wear it, I argue, I can say, I can arguably say, hands down, the best jersey in sports has to be the New York Yankees pinstripes. It's the iconic. Black. It yeah. is. It is a. It is a classic. The classic blue and white Yankee hat. The classic blue and white pinstripes. You can't go wrong with with wearing with wearing a Yankee jersey. The Yankee but, hat. The Yankee yeah. hat is like culturally iconic. True. It's you. You see that all over the country. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. But like I said, the Mets fan in me will never wear one. My son will wear one because he loves the Yankees, but hmm. I won't ever wear one. But it looks. But I think it's the best one though. I probably would go the Bulls as well, like iconic jerseys, colors. Red and black are probably my favorite color combination. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably go Bulls as well. But, all right, guys, great show. Man, it flies by. We barely scratched the surface, but uh, I'm thankful. Thankful for this show. Thankful for you as a listener. Thankful for unpacking it and all that God's doing uh, in and through this ministry. And I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Uh, we will release a, an interview this week, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, we also have the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast on Tuesday. And, and then we'll, uh, we'll be back live on Monday, uh, next Monday, recapping the Thanksgiving weekend and all the games. Thursday games on Thanksgiving, eh, not great, but still part of the tradition, and it's fun. So enjoy it. Soak in the time of the family, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. This has been the Unpacking It podcast live presented by MediShare. You can text the word UNPACK to 201201. If you want information about MediShare, so text UNPACK to 201-201, and they'll send you some information and, and get you squared away. So appreciate MediShare. Appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk to you next time. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.